MJ gets furious, but the Charlotte Hornets find a way to hold on against the LA Lakers. The Locked On Hornets podcast goes live today on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hornets! (laughs) You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets at night. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making us maybe your last listen of the day, but maybe your first listen of the next day here on Locked On Hornets. We're free and available on all platforms. Subscribe to the pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. Plus, go check us out on YouTube where we are live currently after the L.A. Lakers and the Charlotte Hornets win against the Lakers. Huge game for them, especially at the end when we all thought they might just blow it. Russell Westbrook going against Miles Bridges. Isolation one-on-one. What does Russ do? After a 30-point second half, breaks a three-point shot. Eventually, Charlotte would end up holding on because of Ish Smith, who played the hero. Doug Branson, David Walker joining me to talk about the Lakers-Charlotte Hornets game. Hornets barely squeaking by. Whew, what'd you guys make of this one? I mean, right at the end, Hornets able to win it. Look, Russell Westbrook, Ish Smith, three-point fourth-quarter shootout, just like we all predicted. <laughs> exactly. I uh, mean, by this the way, is... I, I, by the way, I can't yell Hornets anymore on this episode, unfortunately, because uh, the baby is sleeping. <laughs> this is this is Hornets after dark, and I will get in major trouble if that baby wakes up. You're going to have to use your NPR voice tonight. Hornets, mm-hmm. Hornets. <laughs> Did you get a text from Wifey saying, "Hey, shut up"? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Producer Katie Hornets. said, "Shut your mouth." <laughs> yeah. Okay. We we get it. We get it. You do a podcast for the Hornets. We don't need to hear from you anymore. Oh, boom! What's up? What's up? Mob eight nine nine four. Hey, chat with us on YouTube. By the way, love the chats on YouTube. We're live right now. Hit us with your questions, your comments. MJ's mad. Are you mad? What's oh, going man. on? Best impact is already in the chat. Already, He's a chat God, favorite. I love terrible it, yeah. coaching. Terrible coaching. We'll, Let's go. We'll get to, Let's some. Go. We'll get to, we'll get to Do, some of it. All right, all right David. All right. So you, you tell me, you're the producer, Doug. I, I like to throw this response. It's it's a nice excuse for me to just throw the responsibility on you so you can plan the show as we go live and maybe a little unprepared. So let me throw it to you. What is the first storyline you want to talk about with this game? Because there actually are quite a bit of storylines we could go to. Well, I I think had they won the game by double digits, which it looked like for much of the game they were going to be able to accomplish, the story would have been Ish Smith's incredible game uh, to lift uh, the Hornets team over a scrappy uh, Lakers bench. Uh, But because the game was so close, I think we have to talk about how that game ended and some questionable decisions. And for that, I'll throw it to my man, David. Let's talk about how that game ended. Some interesting decisions some interesting rotations some interesting <laughs> some interesting decisions by key players like miles bridges with that technical foul for doing the small uh to austin oh, reeves i mean what, what what did you think overall about how the hornets comp- how they were composed at the end of that game uh, there wasn't much i mean honestly i mean ish smith was composed and I, I guess that's why he stayed on the floor for basically the entire second half and what it felt like i mean uh, you know, to def- to defend JB a little bit, I-, I kept saying, okay, now we've had it ish. We've had it ish. It's-, it's good. It's good. But he kept hitting shots and kept mm-hmm. making plays to keep the Hornets out in front. 
everyone in that locker room tonight, though, guys, should be look should be looking around the room at the same time they're looking in the mirror. They should all line up simultaneously look in the mirror because they all had a hand in letting the Lakers get back in that game. I mean, that was ridiculous. At halftime, the story was this is a G League team with Russell Westbrook playing the Hornets. And and, and they played like it. They they played well. It was up. The, the crew on the ESPN crew was throwing the towel in. And the guys come back. They let him hang around. They let Westbrook get cooking a little bit. And what you didn't want to have happen was get into a – a guts contest down to the stretch with Russell Westbrook. And it almost came back to bite him. I mean, you know, uh, he had a shot. They had several shots to take the lead. They had several shots throughout the course of that third and fourth quarter, open shots to take the lead or to get closer than they had been. And they just barely got out of there. I mean, to their credit, the Hornets made enough plays when they had to. Yes. But middle mistakes. I thought the miles call was garbage, but you can't do that. Then (laughs) what are you doing? Time and score. I mean, what's up? Well, it's it's a maturity level thing, which has been an issue with this Hornets team in general. But your star player, the guy who now looks like could get possibly an All Star reserve bid, Deserve has got it. to understand the situation a little bit better than that. If if he, you know, ha- has any intention of leading this team into the into the NBA playoffs. Yeah, you know, I always struggle with that one because it's it's like. You know, David is right. It was ridiculous. And so how much responsibility? It's like, well, do you put that on Miles Bridges for even approaching that territory, even though the call was pretty ridiculous? And then we discuss if he was a higher profile star, does he get that call against him? But he's not. But but he's not. And that's fine. And that's fine. But the call at, at the baseline, at the very foundation of what this argument is, is the call there? Is it fair? And I would say oh, no. And so it's a bad it's bad officiating, understanding that it still was a pretty big detriment to the Charlotte Hornets. Either way, that's not even the only reason that the Lakers oh, no, got no, bad. No, 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 right? no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Russell Westbrook was getting to the rim whenever he wanted to, especially at the end. Look, I mean, certified gamer, Terry Rozier, I get it. I thought his defense was pretty Ooh, terrible. Stanging. I mean, well, look, I, I thought his defense was pretty awful in this one, especially well. at the end. And you saw <laughs> he was saving. He was saving himself for the fourth quarter when he they was cold. Played. His legs were <laughs> ice cold. I mean, that yeah, I just thought the defense allowing, you know, Russell Westbrook to drive right by well, him. I thought there was some half a half. He wasn't the stuff. only one. No, wasn't he wasn't. Just, it no, wasn't terrible. I mean, I saw I saw Cody Martin get scorched. I saw PJ Washington get bodied. I mean, there were plenty of Hornets defenders that Russell and, Westbrook and so was making you, look. Thirty points in the second half. I mean, he was making everyone look ridiculous. He was gonna, well, he yeah, was, but and yeah. I guess my point is that there were times where I saw like point point to the one that you thought was most egregious. That's fine. I'm going with Terry Rozier a couple of times at the end. I thought there just wasn't much resistance. But in the end, it's Ish Smith who is the hero. Like Ish Smith, the only bad thing he did was airball a three pointer late, and then, but it fell right in the arms of Cody Martin with the offensive rebound who hit it. And so, okay, maybe we could just go that it was a pass off the backboard. Ish Smith playing the hero. I didn't expect that. Not on primetime Friday night against the Lakers, ESPN. Didn't expect Ish Smith to be the hero. Yeah, and we should note, we are doing this literally. I mean, I don't even think the Hornets have done postgame yet, right? So, like, a lot yeah. of this is still fresh for for us. And raw. so we're taking – This is raw. It's raw. <laughs> so, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah, I mean, Ish, if he hadn't kept scoring, I, the Hornets don't win that game, right? I mean, it was it was literally Ish versus <laughs> – Westbrook. That's absolutely insane. That's insane. I was scared. I was scared. Carmelo. 
uh, was going to hit something, you know, in, in there. Uh, uh, I mean, guys, I mean, where do you start? Is it the third quarter? It's got to be the third quarter collapse. This is so funny. The Hornets have just won their 28th game. They're now six games uh, above 500. They won on national television. I mean, I get all the butt, 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 butts. I mean, they did They did get the win. Uh, Ish Smith sure, was sure. incredible. He is the emergency glass break in case necessary player for the Hornets this season. He's an absolute mercenary. I don't understand how this guy can just sit on the bench game after game and then national TV, oh, ESPN, you play in the Lakers, he comes in and is just in fuego. He's done this time. I mean, he, sa- he saved the Hornets against uh, Denver that got that little – that saved that West Coast road trip. He's just had – multiple games now this season uh where where he's come through big time it was fun to watch yeah i it, it's so weird the fact that he's just a guy that doesn't really play all that much but then when he does he comes up with these big time spurts at the beginning of the year we were talking about him as playing more like a six man of the year candidate than kelly Oubre, and of course it's been kelly here majority of the season and then here comes ish smith on prime time against the la lakers it's crazy to see and he was the guy that was allowing them to stay in this game right at the end of that um you see what you know we're going through what is it now we've got like you know a few minutes left maybe in this first segment i did want to mention Lamelo ball though because Lamelo, if we're going to talk about the decisions that were made at the end of this game we have the timeout that was called that was questionable that was controversial and we also have Lamelo not getting in the game that's something ryan rocco talked about too at the end mm-hmm. of this like in the last two he, minutes yeah like, he Lamello's was he was trying there. to Where get him in yeah yeah when when Rumurko said that he was at the scores table I right think, that's I, true. I was looking for him too Right. Well, there was, was like, but that that was that was the second instance yeah, where yeah, Lamelo yeah. was stuck at the scoring table. If you remember in that third quarter, which the they were outscored, I think thirty six to twenty one or twenty two in that third quarter, thirty six to twenty two in that third quarter, and for a large portion of the the middle to the end of that third quarter, Lamelo Ball was nowhere to be found in the offense. Now there were a lot of defensive issues, but the offense was stagnating. I mean, they weren't moving mm-hmm. the ball, they weren't playing with pace. And they were getting demolished uh, by the Lakers in that third quarter. And I, th- I just thought LaMelo should have been in there for that. So, you know, this has Absolutely. not been the podcast to, like, rail on rotations or minutes um, this season. But I thought this was, particularly on a national stage, some pretty eg- egregious mismanagement. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's the angriest I've seen all of us Hornets fans collectively after a win including the including the biggest maybe the the one with the most stakes uh mj looked pretty looked pretty upset in the old <laughs> suite oh he wanted that game so bad it doesn't matter if oh, lebron yeah. wasn't playing he still wanted it he was still so mad at maybe jb calling that timeout. the I, I, oh, let's knows? get to that we gotta talk yeah, we gotta talk let's about do it. that all right, we'll, we'll do that in the next segment. Let's talk about bet online. There might be less football being played, but bet online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scored totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year, it comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to get started. And it's not just football. Football, by the way, bet online's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in 
in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Plenty more to come. This game recap doing the Hive Live coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Shout out. Shout out Vince Carter. Shout out Weddington. We got somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Big fan of the podcast. Yeah. Weddington, Weddington. Holler. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate it. Tell us where you're that. from in the chat, especially internet. We want to get those international shout outs. So if you're if you're listening overseas. Yeah, tell if it's a, if it's daytime where you are. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> That's what we want to know. Hey, give us give us your time zone. What is it in Weddington? Oh, it, look, well, how about this shout out from Tar Heel Petey? Sold my tickets nice. for thirteen hundred dollars and got that. Oh, now see that's yeah play. so yeah so so I was going back and forth with a buddy tonight because when the word came out that LeBron and AD weren't playing and I cannot believe LeBron didn't play this game I mean I was uh, sold that Shocking. he was going to do it Shocking. I, I didn't I mean he I didn't always think he'd take, two back look, to back he always takes these opportunities yeah right well and, right, and right. that that warm up shot that warm up video that was going around too it's like I don't know why that gave me some chills but I was like man he looks locked in it looks like he's about to destroy us. You know, that's yeah, what LeBron it must be does. bothering him though, because I mean, he was you know he, he would have gone if he, if he could. So, and is uh, there is there any doubt in either of your is there any doubt in either of your minds that had LeBron played, the Hornets were were going to be doomed? Like they would have been Vince Carter. I mean, it's they would have been crushed. Yeah, LeBron would have gotten the win. By the way, we appreciate the shout outs. Uh, David Hodgen writing in that he's in Chapel Hill and it's daytime there. So appreciate you, David. Really <laughs> right appreciate on, you updating David. us on it's that. Always, it's always daytime on the hill. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Jam David Will saying salute, Walker day. and Doug. We'll get a salute to David in there. Thanks, Jam Will. Best impact saying it's 4.46 in the morning. Thanks Night. for staying up late with us. Um, love from High Point, Dominican Republic. It's nighttime there. I, we're just going to read uh, time zones the entire time. All right, Doug, you want right. to talk about about that timeout, <laughs> you wanted you wanted to read the you wanted to Keep talk about that t- timeout, Doug. Go ahead. What's the uh, what's well, your take? I, on and the I, again, I can't confirm that this is why MJ had this reaction, but they did. No, cut to it. I think what? that was uh, I think that was after the Stanley Johnson put back when he when MJ left. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, well, it, unconfirmed. But that you was think my... MJ is, is keeping track of the timeouts left. <laughs> I mean, come on, he's locked in, but he ain't that locked in. He's locked in, but he ain't locked on. Um, I I was upset. That was my reaction to the timeout. Because oh. why take why take the timeout in that situation? They have to foul. Ter- Terry, yeah, they have to foul. Terry's getting trapped, but he's clearly breaking through the trap. He was going to get fouled. Terry's a, a good free throw shooter and a, and mm. a certified gamer. You know he's going to hit those. He's hit clutch free throw after clutch free throw for this team this season. You know he's going to get the foul there, and you get to save the timeout for if you absolutely have to use it. It was just a boneheaded timeout, and it reminded me of the the timeout that that another timeout that he had on uh, national TV. Uh, I believe it was in the Miami game um, that that he used, and and I thought really kind of turned the tide of that game uh, in the fourth quarter. So I, I just I don't get it. I just don't get that situation using that timeout. 
Well, it's tough, right? Because I think he saw the trap coming. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to fall into the turnover trap. I mean, he's trying to bail his guy out. The, the problem was there were it was like 16 seconds on the shot clock versus 16.9 on the game clock, right? So they did have to foul. Uh, it, it's tough right there, but this is not – if this is a one-time thing, you know, maybe you could talk yourself out of it. But JB doesn't really, you know, hold those timeouts. He, he doesn't have – the tank at the end of the games and, and that particular moment because you, you might need it i mean they almost did need it yeah they they almost did yeah they they really almost needed it and hey maybe mj did want the timeout because he subscribes to the roy williams philosophy of letting him play to it that's and right. so if he was right. yeah, jb using that up roy Let's williams would have let him play it's keeping the pocket knows. Dude, shout out Ray, London, England. My favorite sandwich is London broil. I don't know if that has anything to do with actual London town or if that was just some kind of gimmick that they made up, but um, that's my favorite, Sandy. Shout out Ray. <laughs> I think guys like, honestly, though, JB, he's got to be thrilled with how this worked out because he. this is a teachable moment in a big win on national TV. They got the win. I mean, to your mm-hmm. point, though, they got the win. They need wins now. They need to be cashing in on these wins at home. Normally, I would have been upset that LeBron and AD and they didn't have their full force you know, to play tonight, but not right now. The Hornets need to stack up these wins while they can. And JB... They got another game on uh, a matinee game on Sunday. They can turn around, even though this win, he can point to all these. They need things. some bodies. They got to get some bodies back, man. I mean, I could, could have used some Kelly Oubre son of a shots in this one, the kind that make the bench go son of a when you knock them yeah. down. Like they were missing that. By the way, shout out Charlie, also across the pond. Essex, Essex England says it's four a.m. there. Crikey, wait, that's Australia. Hey, Charlie, how far is Essex from London? Charlie, can we get can we get like a little watch party going on? Is Essex far from London? We need to get Ray and Charlie together watching a little Hornets basketball. Tar Heel PD says, Doug, can we get a Hornets? Okay, well, I explained this at the very top of the show. The baby is sleeping right now. Again, I blame it all on the baby. Can you, you whisper it at least? I mean, it's not like we have one volume, right? Oh, I can give you a little. I can give you a Hornets. Perfect. Horn. Batman. Is that your Batman voice? (laughs) (laughs) It's Christian Bale. Thank you. We got a new guest on the podcast. I do want to mention this real quickly. AJ wrote in that we almost lost to the Lakers bench. uh, David, you were discussing how, yeah, usually you would be kind of mad about that roster and losing to them. I think that's why people kind of are in our mentions right now with the live chat, angry all over the place, because you do look at the starting lineup. It's kind of brutal. I mean, you can tell you can tell why the Lakers are not above 500 this year. And look, Mm-mm. LeBron, AD, out, right? We get it. But they just signed Stanley Johnson right. for the rest of the season. Right. DeAndre Jordan, people have begged for him not to oh play. Russell Westbrook, we know all the problems have been surrounding him. Avery Bradley and Wayne Ellington, they were good in 2011. They're very And old. now here they are getting real minutes 20 and 18. Like, AJ's right. Carmelo, it, it's funny because Melo is kind of... You know, Carmelo, yeah, that's true. But Carmelo at least like has kind of bought into his role ever well, since he and, went to Portland. Go ahead. And if you remember, it, we got a vintage Carmelo game in that last contest that they played against the Lakers. Carmelo right. buried the mm-hmm. Hornets. So hey, it wasn't out of the question that we could get another good Carmelo game. Russell Westbrook at least fended off his critics for, for one night. Well, for uh, one but half. This, yeah. yeah, for a half at least. But this – look, the Lakers have been have – been, 
playing uninspired, especially offensive basketball, even with LeBron James and AD in the lineup. I mean, obviously the talent's going to help, but this Lakers team is in serious trouble, and the Hornets had an opportunity to come in here and show out. I mean, they they were missing folks too. Kelly Oubre, huge to this offense. Gordon Hayward makes this thing run in certain respects. Uh, so, but but at least look, I'm I'm agreeing with UNASIB here. A win is a win. I mean, you know, we're not going to remember. You know, we're not going to remember the Lakers roster in this one when we talk about how many wins they have at the end of the season. And now they're back to, you know, six games above 500. I'm happy. You know, they showed ESPN cut to this story where they have the the score of that play-in game where they got blown out by the Indiana Pacers. That should be – it shouldn't be on the practice facility. It should be burned in the back of their cerebellum, I think. I don't know. I'm not a bra- – I'm not a brain. I'm not a brain surgeon. I don't know if that's correct. If you're a brain surgeon in the chat, let me I, know I personally think it should be in their hippocampus. But if you want to go with the cerebellum, that's fine. Not in their practice. That's good. It doesn't need to be in their practice campus. It needs to be burned in their hippocampus. Okay. They need to remember that every single game and play like it. Hey, can we talk about somebody who did play like it? And that's Mason Plumley. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mason, ah, Mason made him remember. He was a plus 17 in this game, only eight points. The man cannot score 10 points. It's incredible. It doesn't matter what happens. He cannot score 10 points, but he made up for it. 17 rebounds in this game, five offensive rebounds, six assists. He led the team. He was tied for the lead in assists. With Miles Bridges, incredible, and still managed to have a few plays where you're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, we saw. So doing? I saw a couple. I think K Nav put in that uh, Lamelo Ball <laughs> was plus twenty one in the plus minus, and Ish Smith was minus three. But Ish is the hero. LOL. Should we say Mason was the second biggest because he was plus seventeen then? That's like, true. Is Mason? True. I think by that Cody yeah. Martin was plus fifteen. Man, well, look, man, those are your heroes of the night. It's Lamelo coming in at plus twenty one, but... twenty points, and then Mason and Cody. You guys are the next two players of the game. All right, let's go to Built Bar. Let's talk about them. You, did, you know what? That didn't sound very sincere. <laughs> what? You don't. You don't think I mean? You, you wait, wait, wait. You don't think I'm sincere when I say Mason Plumley is the second best player in this game? I don't. Yeah, I that's don't think that's so. weird. Um. Hey, let's talk about Built Bar instead. Then we can talk more about Mason Plumley. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If you're, uh, if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it too. Unlike other protein bars, which kind of be chalky, waxy, kind of tastes like a chemical spill, all that stuff. 130 calories, really low there. Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but they also have high protein and high fiber so go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com one more segment to go kind of celebrating a win <laughs> against the la lakers it's coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets so if you don't believe in the moon landing mm-hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise it's rather really than counterclockwise. It. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Doug, what are some of the other things you wanted to talk about? What were some of the things you noticed in this game elsewhere you with that we did not hit on? Or are there bigger picture stuff? Talking about this where, look, LaMelo, Miles, 
your two vote or your two players that have been getting a lot of votes mm-hmm. in the All Star mm-hmm. uh, results. Um, you know, but Lamelo not playing at the end of this game, but still getting at twenty points. Miles Bridges did play well, was attacking, got to the free throw line quite a bit. Um, you know, Miles Bridges and, and Lamelo at least giving you some kind of stability, right? Where they're they're still are going to get you some decent stats and some de- and some decent numbers in a couple of uh in a couple of categories that actually matter to kind of help you come out on top of this one yeah i really want to get to some all-star game because we got the final numbers really want to kind of dig into that in just a second but i we did get a chat from lane swish here with a good question missed the early book minutes he didn't play well did he i don't i didn't yeah it was ish i didn't think that book uh book played poorly they they did they did go with with the like Lamelo book night lineup for a little while, and then I felt like they I especially at the beginning of the game I was like they got to get some size on the floor. They were playing a little too small, especially when that bench unit came out, and and I thought they had to get some size on the floor. They went to that, and then Ish started playing well, and then they just you know JB is definitely a hot hand rider, and he was going to go once once Ish got cooking, he was going to go with him the whole game. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what James Brega will do. He'll ride the hot hand, you know, I mean, that especially he unapologetically so, you know, Ish Smith kept it going. And so he, he kept riding with him. And if Book Knight, that that's it, right? Like Book Knight doesn't get minutes because Cody Martin has been so good this year. So then when you're missing Kelly Oubre, when you're missing a Gordon Hayward, when you're missing a Jalen McDaniels, that's going to leave some room to work with. But Ish took those minutes because he was playing so well. And that's why Ish didn't take the minutes of James Booknight a couple nights ago when Booknight was playing so well. And so that's just what James Brego was deciding to do. What do you guys make of the all-star voting results? David, I'll ask you first. So if you look at the breakdown, it's Miles Bridges actually getting a lot of player votes, finished fourth in the front court, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to the Eastern Conference uh, front court players. Didn't get any votes for the media in fact he tied with a lot of other front court members for fourth right so it's not like he was shown so much disrespect he just tied for a lot with a lot of other dudes um who didn't get any votes and then fan voting they brought him in at ninth so fan voting ninth players fourth media zero tied with a bunch of people we'll start with miles first were you surprised to see the voting play out the way it did for miles bridges Hey, David. Hey, hey, David. We're getting some reports that people can't hear you, and uh, we can hear you. So I don't. it's a shame. I don't think it's anything with your mic. Why don't you hop out and come back in and see see if that if that alleviates the situation? Same uh, question to you, Doug. Y- yeah, I mean, I'll pick up on this conversation. I mean, I was, su- I was honestly surprised that Bridges uh, was so low in the fan vote and so and got a few votes from from players. That was. That was kind of exciting, honestly exciting to see that some of his peers actually threw him a few votes. But it's over. So the way the voting worked, if anyone doesn't know, is that you weren't really rank choicing the the players. You were selecting both fa- fans. Well, fans could uh, yeah select the three slots, and then players and media same thing. You you pick the three slots. So you know Bridges got a little bit of love in that forward set, but I mean you know the three forwards that are going for the for the East are are pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an it's Embiid, it's Giannis, it's Kevin Durant. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty difficult uh, to beat. So um, isn't that kind of crazy though that Miles was fourth, right? Like so you know above Jimmy Butler, yeah, um, it, which is yeah. which is false. Like look, we we can love Miles and we can say Butler's been injured. I mean, Miles has been healthy all but season. But Jimmy, Jimmy's been insane, though, too. Yeah. Like, but you're right. Like, my, Miles, I'm not saying Miles doesn't deserve any consideration 
what what I'm surprised, I guess, is to see that he's that popular. I thought he would get votes. Um, I you know he's a, he's a tough player to play against. I think I think that much is true when he's getting that much respect from his NBA colleagues. But I'm surprised he's still like right after the OG front court members that are always going to get those votes ahead of him. Right? Like that's pretty impressive to me. Well, it's impressive that he got any votes because it was so overwhelming for the three guys. Because I I didn't see the actual like voting totals, but I doubt that Miles got like I I think it was a a maybe a few votes. You know, maybe Miles got one or two, and then some of the other guys got one or two. I don't think it was like an overwhelming number of votes from the players. But it's clear there's some respect there, and that's yeah. nice to see. And now, you know, it do- does that – the question really is, does that filter into maybe a coach's reserve decision? And I think it's it's certainly possible. We saw the guys from TNT, only one. I think Kenny Smith was the only one that put LaMelo Ball into the reserve discussion. He put both of them in, I think, LaMelo and Miles. Yeah, so uh, I, th- I think there's a serious question as to whether or not uh, the coaches decide to put LaMelo in uh, at this point. David, we're going to try you again. Let's see if we can – uh, hopefully this audio is working. Yeah. David. Did you see KDAV yeah. again? He said that there was no audio for the third dude. So let's try the uh, third dude. All right, once third, more. Let's, turn, let's toss it to the third dude. <laughs> can anyone hear me? You guys can hear me, right? We can. Yeah, chat so we'll if see. you can just hear chat. We just can keep hear you. chat. Keep talking. Give us your takes, and then I'm sure people in the chat will tell us if they can hear you or not. Oh my gosh, what's happening tonight, guys? Let me know if you can hear this. Anyone? Lane Swish. Yes, people can there? hear you. All right. People can hear you. Let's <laughs> you do guys it. missed some true gems, but Doug will work on that on the back end. Oh yeah, um, hopefully it's saved. Hopefully it's saved to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just going to piggyback on what you guys said on the Miles thing. Uh, I was a little encouraged by what I saw just on the overall voting and thinking he may have a chance again. You never know. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Lamelo is going to be involved during the weekend i would be surprised you know even miles may be involved as well for the dunk contest and stuff i would think Lamelo would be in the skills maybe uh but i think uh i, I think Lamelo's recognized enough where he he would be put in he's been good enough um you know we'll just have to see how it shakes out I, better than that's hero. encouraging like I, I saw a bunch of i saw a lot of the yeah. tnt guys yeah. put well, in hero TN- and it's like yeah I mean, I mean, really? his numbers are just, just unbelievably. I mean, more assists, more rebounds, better per. I mean, just all around has been a better player than Hero. But because Hero's sitting in the the sixth man of the year slot, uh, I guess it feels obligatory. I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the TNT people were clowning their votes all day long. Like, you know, we, we know what it is with Charles Barkley. They play a game called where he play at or or who he play with, and they and Charles doesn't know. Like, <laughs> so of course he's going to put Tyler Hero in the all-star and he's going to have him as an all-star member. Here's what I want to talk about though. Guys, there could be one individual player that takes away two accolades from two Hornets, two separate ones. Darius Garland has Mm -hmm. been very good for Cleveland this year. Mm -hmm. And the Cavaliers have the best point differential in the Eastern Conference. And the fact that we had such low expectations for them and where they are right now, you often go to that team and try to reward that team. Well, Darius Garland has a shot to take away LaMelo Ball's all-star appearance, which players voted more for Darius than they did LaMelo. And he has a shot to take away Miles Bridges' most improved player of the year award. Like Garland himself could take well, two accolades for a couple of these Charlotte Hornets. Okay, players. but th- let me counter that and say that I think an argument could be made that it's not Darius Garland that's taking away Lamelo's opportunity to become an All Star this Are season. Are you going to say it? Don't do it. It's Mason got, Plumley. Live, like, it's, <laughs> it's Mason Plumley. No, it's Mason Plumley. It's not. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't going to say JB. I was going to say I was going to say Mason Plumlee because he doesn't have a big guy. I mean, that's it. You know, Darius Garland. He's sitting on this team that yeah, three big Cleveland. guys have, at least. They have a four. They have a great point. They have a great point <laughs> differential because they can play defense have and one? offense. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, no. I th- what's funny is I thought you were actually going to say Lamelo. I thought you were going to say Darius taking Lamelo's chance away from him. I thought you were going to say no. I think Lamello, Lamello, no. I think I think objectively Lamelo has had an All Star level season. I mean, that's I, yeah. I don't even know that that's a question now. But you know, I think they will look at other players who are on slightly better teams. That happens every year. It's what kept Kimba out of the All Star game uh, once or twice. Uh, but it does. It didn't hurt Trey Young, obviously. But what do you think? <laughs> Fans voted. Yeah, uh, you're right, Doug. We were texting earlier. Lamelo needs a K-pop superstar, uh, <laughs> or he needed that in the early runs. All right, explain the, explain this for people who don't know. So, so Andrew Wiggins uh, yeah. is in uh, the the All Star game. He's a starter, which starter, is in- front incredible. Court starter, yep. Uh, yep. makes no makes no sense except for when you understand that the Warriors have a have a serious uh, K-pop following and there are serious retweet numbers going towards Wiggins yeah. uh, to, to help lift him into the All-Star game. So, yeah, LaMelo, you got to reach out and make some connections in South Korea and get this thing going. Exactly. Uh, I mean, where do you guys stand on the voting? I mean, for this, I, I feel like Wiggins – is going to end up taking the brunt of this this hate, and I, it's not like it's out of the question that he he's had a, he's had a good year. It's just it, it looks crazy. Well, that's and not the have, that's not the measuring a good oh he had a good year. That's not sure. the measuring stick for an all star starter. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean right. When with Andrew Wiggins, I, I think it, it is kind of crazy to see right. Like it has to be those types of individual groups that are just continuing to grind out the votes especially for it to have that much and when you play for a good team like golden state and you're having a good year you try to justify it and put it on a pedestal more so than it should so, so why do we is getting this yeah vote. so so why do we even why do we count because they count the fan votes i believe they they weigh twice as much as the media well, because players. because the idea of counting the fan vote makes sense it's a I, fan I it. event well, you should it's a it. fan league and yeah. and it makes sense. It's a fan to even, game. It's a fan game, um, and uh, it makes sense to weight the fan. What what the problem is? The internet. It's the thing that's always the problem, right? Thanks, Dad. Like like this happened. Who did this happen with? Not Enos Cantor. It was no, somebody else. Um, Zaza Pachulia. Zaza. Zaza Pachulia. So Zaza Pachulia almost got hacked into the All Star game. <laughs> was he so playing for like, the Warriors? I love was he that. playing for the Warriors at the time? Yeah, I think might have so. been the Hawks. I don't know. I mean, either could, way, uh, he's played. For are we a lot just of listing teams. Zaza teams? I think that's. But what Jeremy I, Lin, I, but Milwaukee. Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, right? I mean, there was a similar uh, notion around Lin when he was during Lin Sanity, right? I mean, I think he got a lot of fan votes. Yeah, why are yeah. you trying to break? Listen, we got enough to deal with with the Lamelo <laughs> fan. Like, why are you trying to bring that hate back onto the show? But where? Come on, where's the Lamelo? Uh, where are the stands? I mean, I've been asking it, well, I mean, that. I've been on. asking if, that. If, if you are that because, dedicated, where are the followers? Where because are the retweets. Because Lamelo was sitting. If you look at the fan vote, he sits in this. Uh, <laughs> he sits in the uh, what did uh, what did uh, Tom Wamscamp call it in in succession the the middle the like murky middle or whatever like he sits in <laughs> it's he's not at the bottom of the top. Uh, right. That's where he's, he's, he's got to get to the bottom the, of the top. He, oh, right, right. He's not. <laughs> yes. I can't remember what he called it, but that's where he's sitting right now. He's sitting in this like lower tier, and I've been asking that like, where where has his fan vote been? I mean, they don't yeah, watch I mean, the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> they don't watch basketball. 
Well, it, and you see LaMelo now, like I was surprised a little bit where he, you know, at first, like him staying fifth, I thought he was solidly going to stay there. And then who passed him for the sixth spot? Because then LaMelo fell to sixth in the fan voting, I think. Um, and then you see the player, the players didn't respect LaMelo as much, you know, like not as much as some players in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Yeah, that might be a little, you know. You think jealousy? Cool your Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think know, so? Like, a young, hey, you got to earn young this. guy. young yeah. guy. I yeah, think for the just, most part, I mean, nobody hates these guys all love each other, you know, these days right. anyway. But yeah, I think to, to some degree, like, hey, you know, uh, you know, cool your jets a little, but I don't know. They, well, they I think love Miles, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's one Well, yeah, two. but my, I would say Miles has had a few more games this season where it's been clear that he is like taking over the game. Unstoppable, yeah. And unstoppable, and I'm going to go out and win this game. Uh, Lamelo's had a few of those this season, but they haven't been uh, MSG. Not yeah, just not as many, and and I think people are waiting on him to do that sort of more consistently. Well, um, and that's something we've seen, you know, a lot from players, right? Because the argument is, well, you know, the players are playing. It's very Jeff Garcia versus Mina Kimes esque. You didn't put your hand in the dirt. You didn't throw a pass, and it's all BS. But what happens <laughs> is the players they go out and make a mockery of the whole voting process too, and end up putting somebody that shouldn't be in the All Star game in the All Star game. And what happens is these players also really value one on one scoring, and it doesn't matter if you're inefficient if you see big time numbers in that points column the players as voting results have shown they kind of gravitate towards those stats and so like I think you see exactly to your point what you're saying Doug it's you see Miles a little bit more taking over this is my game I'm going to win this for the team and players respect it it doesn't matter if Melo is making everybody else better around him it doesn't matter if like Melo is the kind of superstar that thrives off of facilitating you know Miles while he can play make a little now he's always going to earn his money based off of scoring and taking over games. And I think that is what has allowed him to maybe get more fan votes than what LaMelo did. Yeah, I, I think they both make the game better. So if you're voting for fun all-star game participants, they should That's both be on your ballot. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll see. It, it's so funny when you talk about these votings because every time there's a weird, wacky vote in either category, fans, players, uh, coaches, media, uh, the, that it's always like, all right, let's take their vote away. These fans don't know anything. Uh, the players know, you know, so it, it, it all depends. It all probably ends up balancing out. Like I said, Wiggins is, I, I don't think he's egregious. I really don't. If you look at the guys below him, it's not bizarre. It's not crazy. Uh, it's, it's eyebrow raising at best, but you know, I wouldn't put him in there as a starter. I think he's borderline. But if you're borderline, you know, you deserve to be in the conversation. It is funny. I was listening to the Zach Lowe, Bobby Marks uh, podcast, or excuse me, Kevin Pelton at the end of that, and they were picking their all-star teams, and one of them brought up Andrew Wiggins, and the other one said, no, no, never mind. Never mind. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's what everyone said yesterday. <laughs> but it was, and it was before those results came out, I think. It was like, oh, no, not Andrew Wiggins. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Um, but anyways, he's in there. So we'll see what what can happen with LaMelo Ball, and we'll see what can happen with Miles Bridges. Doug, you had one thing you wanted to end with? Well, just the fact that we're sitting here talking about Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball having to like fight for all-star scraps, I think highlights the fact that the Hornets, if they want to be you know, legitimate, all right, we can put these cats on national TV consistently and they're going to be playoff contenders, they got to do something. And if, if they're not going to do it this season, then they need to do it in the offseason. But 
we got to start thinking big. I'm talking big players, folks. I'm not talking about these little small Rashawn Holmes moves. I'm talking big dogs. <laughs> they got to go after the dames and the cats wow. and the dogs and the giraffes. They got to go big. They got to okay. think big. We're going to trade for a giraffe, and then it'll all be better, according to Doug Branson. All right, that'll do it for the do Lockdown something. Hornets Mitch, podcast. Do something. Thanks for joining us here and making us your first listen every day. Make sure you make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all Hornets. your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert. Hornets. I can't even hear you. Like, this whole time, it's been hard, and I can't even can't hear, hear you. Doug so now? I'm just going oh, to so stress. Uh, just out the window. Yeah, I have no clue what anybody's saying. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free, and it's available on all platforms. Make sure you check us out on YouTube as well. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hornets. Hornets.